Welcome to our podcast, A Real World Discovery of Guest Experience in the Hospitality and Lodging Industry, uncovering a mixture of technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising guest expectations and forever changing the guest experience across the hospitality and lodging sector. If you are interested or involved in the travel industry and are passionate about creating unique guest experiences, join us as we talk to experts in the industry to learn about the future trends and how you can set yourself apart from the competition in 2021 and beyond. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Guest X podcast. Another week, another expert coming to us to talk to us about guest experience within leisure lodging. And it's going to be a fantastic show. I'm your co-host, Matthew Loney. My co-host and good friend, Brian Hamali, is here with me. And Brian, let's, let's jump in. You know, it's interesting. Not many times do I get to introduce you to somebody in the, in, in the industry. You're usually the guy who's out there introducing me, you know, as, as shy as I am. That's Get probably out not of exactly here. a good deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but last week, uh, Wes Melton, who I mean, he's really been on a lot. He's been on the property man- management side in our industry. Built up one of the more successful boutique OTAs. Really feel it's critical to their their success, and they struggle a little with it because they don't control the entire guest experience. So I think what they do, they've got to do well, and they've got to have data for which maybe of their partners aren't doing things well so they can not promote them because it, it looks badly, it looks poorly upon the OTAs. And so, you know, I, I found it really interesting. You know, one of the things he harped on or really focused on was how focused the big OTAs are on data. And, and that's something you and I've talked a lot about that as as property managers, as lodging providers, we, we've got to understand the power of that data and use some of these third-party technology companies to be able to act more like the OTAs if we're going to try to compete for bookings with them. Yeah. I mean, one of the interesting things for me was that it is equally as difficult for them to understand how vacation rentals work. I mean, <laughs> he spoke extensively about booking.com and the challenges that they had initially when they started to implement vacation rentals into their system. And what we tend to forget is that we're not a, it's not that we forget, but the hotel platforms don't understand all the intricacies behind vacation rentals. And so we don't operate like a hotel does on, on the surface. It looks like we're all one, one single platform. You know, we're booking houses, we're booking the doors, but underneath the surface, it's actually very, very complex. And so when they start to implement vacation rentals into their platform, we were basically breaking their systems. Taking that a step further and then starting to look at you know, how they look at vacation rentals and the data behind it, they were measuring very, very specific things, starting with phone calls and seeing whether or not it was worthwhile having vacation rentals implemented into their system and if it was an exercise that they wanted to go through. And ultimately, the decision was that they were driving the bookings, the calls that were coming in, they were getting high high uh, rates of calls, but it was something that they could deal with and they could see exponentially the growth in that sector coming into the platform. So it was a really interesting conversation with Tibo. He had, you know, from, from marketing down to uh, OTA strategies, how to implement them. 
it was really, really cool talking to him. Yeah, you know, the the thing I jotted down this past week when I was kind of reviewing, you know, our, our conversation with him was, you know, the OTAs, it, it's good that they are focused on this because they really do, if, if they're going to be in this space, right, they owe the industry an obligation to have a better guest experience through that booking process and to allow, to find ways where that guest experience that you're going to have can be better communicated to the guest, whether, you know, whether that's through icons or descriptions or photos or those things. And, and so I'm encouraged, look, we're all pulling in the same direction. They want to get more bookings. Um, if you're on their platforms, you want them to get more bookings because that means it's going to be more bookings for you. But, you know, they've really got the resources to solve some of these these issues and these problems. And and I think as the users who own the inventory that 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 they're making money on, we need to keep pushing them to to get better at these things because that should be the expectation. Well, if they're expecting us to maintain the units in a certain quality, certain certain right. level, and have and have you know all of these different services available to them, then our expectation of them should be to provide us with a platform that we can deliver that through as well and see the bookings come through it. Because ultimately, they're a marketing platform for us, and many, if not most, of our businesses are reliant on them generating the revenue or helping us generate the revenue on our behalf. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe we flip the tables, right? And we tell them, hey, if you don't do certain things, then you're going to be lowered in our algorithm that decides when we we uh, we list on certain sites. I'm sure they I would love how to that, that would work. That would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the okay, day, we have well, the power to do that. Uh, we do. Yeah. You know, I saw the other uh, the other day somebody was suggesting some sort of almost like cooperative of vacation rentals on LinkedIn. And and I thought, you know, that would be interesting is we say, hey, you know, look, we 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 love your service. But here is our algorithm for when and where we push out to some of these distribution sites. And because you don't give us the ability to promote our guest experience or, you know, or you don't allow us to provide, you know, give us phone numbers so we can communicate with guests, you're going to be lowered. And um, I don't know. It's, well, it, here's, here's uh, food for thought, right? Because it, it does hurt the guest experience. So there are, it and, does. and I've had no question. Yeah. I've, I've had certain instances and maybe we should do a podcast of this in the future, but if the response time isn't right on the custom, you know, on, on the OTA side, how does that affect guest experience? So if I have a question about a customer trying to book through their platform and they don't hear back from me for 24 hours, that's bad guest experience. And technically, I can't respond to that guest until the OTA responds to me. And I've had that happen. Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to have some OTAs on. I, I know I'm thinking of a couple of people we've got coming up who are, have recently yeah. left OTAs. Probably will be maybe a little more free to, to talk about some of the frustrations and, and some of these things. So those are all good questions. If you would, you know, give our guest uh, this week, kind of introduce our guest to our audience and um, we can kind of jump into this week's discussion. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Steve Karen, CEO and GM of iTrip Vacations. Steve joined iTrip in 2018, but prior to that, 
founded several companies and held several executive positions in the vacation rental industry, including positions with Choice Hotel International, ResortQuest, and VacationRoost.com. Steve has managed both vacation rental booking platforms and vacation rental properties across the globe. Well, Matt, today I'm really excited about our next guest, Steve Karen. I've known Steve for quite a long time, actually. When I was developing uh, Guestbook, our guest experience platform, Steve was one of the very first people that I sat down with and decided to show him what the platform was doing. And then basically took everything that he said and took it to heart and implemented it into the platform. So for me, Steve has been a bit of a mentor in my life, and I'm really excited to speak to him. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I'm excited to talk to you. Thanks, Brian. Uh, thanks, thanks, Matt, for having me here. Thanks for the kind words. You know, I I think you put more in it than I did for sure. And uh, uh, you're a visionary in this industry as well. And uh, and Matt, you know, you guys, you guys are both guys that I love to work with. You help me, you know, sharpen ideas on a daily basis. And I think that's what that's what I love about this industry is that that we all we all have a bit of co-opetition, right? We all overlap. We all help each other out, but we all compete against each other. I think that's. That's what makes this industry such a great place to be. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think to get started today, what we'd love to hear from you, Steve, is your perspective on guest experience. How would you define it and how do you see implementing it into our industry? So Citrus, you know, you told me we wanted to talk about that. And I was thinking about what are my best experiences I've ever had? And, and oddly enough, my thought went to the airlines, which you would not think that in today's environment that airlines are a great experience sometimes. I was in, in one of my iterations, I was uh, building a vacation rental division for an international wholesale company. So I had a lot of opportunity to travel the world and promote the product. And uh, our technology group was based in Israel. So I got to go to uh, Tel Aviv for a week. And because we did a lot of business with a large credit card company, we were able to turn in points. And I found myself up on the top deck of a 747, you know, for a, you know, lay down sleep experience, you know, they promote it very well. They set an expectation of luxury and you arrive there and they deliver on it. You know, you, know, you, you get to choose between the sea bass and the, uh, and the filet, you have a dessert cart. They find out if you want to be woken up right before landing and have your, your, your custom made breakfast. And they, you know, there's four flight attendants, 14 seats, and it's everything they said it was going to be. And, and I got to thinking, okay, well, why can't the airlines set that expectation everywhere? Not necessarily luxury, but tell you what they're going to get and deliver on it. Oftentimes, you don't get that delivery, and it's about intention. And I think the you know senior management of that airline they they said this is a, a key customer segment for us, and we want to over deliver. And they made the promise, and they delivered on that promise. And, and there's no reason in 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 short term rental world. We can't do the same thing, right? We we have product and it goes from luxury all the way down to rustic by by you know by on purpose, right? It's very we have an eclectic group of properties that meet everybody's needs. You know, the founder of iTrip, Steve Presley, always says, you know, there's a head for every bed, and 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 everybody's looking for a different experience and a different a different day stay occasion, if you will. And so I, I think what we have to do is we have to set in our mind as, as providers of this product, our intention to deliver superior customer service and then do it, right? And I think that's the key is we often talk about what we do, but the delivery comes in lacking. And I've, I've listened to the other podcasts and I've heard that from some of your other guests. 
and I think it's a it's a challenge to the industry. I think to step up and and deliver on the the, the high end guest experience in a in a front row house in the Outer Banks and and make sure that everything is perfect versus delivering in you know into a you know a rustic cabin product that you expect to have it be more homey. Set the expectation, deliver on that expectation. I think that's a challenge for the industry that uh, that we all. We all move in and out of succeeding on. Yeah, so, that's that's really interesting, Steve. Cause, yeah, because we we uh, you're right. This is been a co- common theme. You know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I I only manage, you know, uh, kind of lower end condos. You know, off the beach. You know, I can't deliver a guest experience. And and the fact is that you're right. The guest experience is partially about delivering the experience delivering experience above and beyond maybe what the guest is expecting for what they rented. Right. And so every level kind of has that, that guest experience that they can reach and exceed, you know, one of the things I'd be fascinated you should kind of get your thoughts on, cause you, you know, you've kind of been on that distribution side, but if we, if we tackle the first part of what you said there, which, which I think is right on. It's like set the expectation and then deliver. And right, and it, it ideally maybe set it just below what you're actually going to deliver on because it's always nice to just, you know, kind of exceed the bar a little bit. But how in today's world, you know, you know, with iTrip, obviously you guys now, I think 3,000 plus vacation rentals, you know, the second largest national property management company uh, in the U.S., you know, you guys are getting a lot of direct traffic to iTrip, but but you also, I know, have got close partnerships with, you talk about VRBO, you know, direct connectivity with your systems to Airbnb. Is it tougher to set the expectation when you don't control the platform? And if so, you know, what what steps do we need to make, do we need to take as an industry to to make it easier to set that expectation so that, you know, so you're not behind the eight ball when the guest arrives. So, so I think it definitely is right. The OTAs, when they're the the merchant of record, when they're when they're the one charging the credit card, you know, they want to control the guest experience until they deliver the guest to you. So there's a certain amount of conflict between what we want to talk about the product versus how they want to position the product. But we can still deliver. So we we are we're we're uh, the, we were the first elite partner with um, with Verbo. And uh, the top one of the top elite partners with them still today, and we got there because we embraced their platform. We we tightly integrated with almost every component they offer. We provide content beyond reproach, and so we hit we hit the mark and more of what they wanted, so that we're positioned on their platform in the best way we can be positioned. And then we communicate with the guest. You know, once once the booking is made. You know, we use we use a lot of AI marketing to draw our own guests, but we use a lot of uh, intent marketing in order to to understand what that guest wants, either coming from a from a OTA or for for our, a direct. Our our plan is always understand what is their need. We'll reach out to them via text if that's what they want. We give them options, right? We we communicate, we over communicate, and then we listen. And then once we know what they want. They'll often tell you what they want. You know, you'll get them on the phone or they'll say in an email, oh, this is an anniversary or, oh, we're coming. This is the first time we've had a vacation in years. And you can take those little tidbits that you learn and put a little special thing in the room. 
uh, in the unit. Put a, you know, do something. Send it. Send an email out that says congratulations on your anniversary. Whatever the uh, whatever the, the purpose of the trip is, you know, you can you can do little things that wow people that set you apart. And I think that's the key. And you'll learn that from the guests, whether they're coming from an OTA or a direct, uh, if you're communicating with them. That's very interesting. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. Go ahead, Absolutely. Brian. And I think I think that's one of the, the, the key things that we keep hearing from people is that we need to listen to the guests and their intentions and then be able to execute on, on a certain level in-house. Now, you guys being iTrip and being a franchise model, how have you guys spoken about that or trained your property managers to be able to do that? And are there tools that you guys are building internally to, to help them be able to execute that level of expectation experience for the guests? Yeah, yeah. early on, I think it's a great question because we, we are a different model than, than most of the industry being a franchisor. And really, really how that changes things is we do have national scale, so we can compete for international guests and national. We have national capability. We're we we have uh, data and infrastructure technology infrastructure that rivals you know even the largest in the industry, but we have local owner operators. So we you know this industry has always been mom and pop, and we hear it all the time. You know the average operator is in the fifty to one hundred unit size. You know they're very local, and it's always been everything local. Well, we have the best of both worlds. So we take Fortune five hundred CEOs and highly successful people from all walks of life. And, and they're looking to, to move into a new career. We sell them a startup franchise in, in the short-term rental business. And from the day they sign, they're now part of a whole, whole series of events with a training team and coaches and an ops team that takes them beyond when they, when they graduate after 18 months of intensive, intensive coaching. You know, they move into an ops team that's got, you know, 20 plus years, you know, you know each of them of, of experience managing the properties. So we, we raise their awareness and we take these people and turn them into property managers very quickly so they can become great asset managers for their homeowners and they can take their experience of business from other areas and apply it to this industry so that the business IQ of our, of our property managers is just, you know, just beyond reproach. It's just a, it's a phenomenal place to start and we layer onto that then tools and technology that help them be excellent. So we use AI marketing for our for our guests' acquisitions. We understand their needs. We communicate them at the times they want to communicate with. We use, you know, I mentioned uh, texting. So we have franchisees that engage texting with their guests because that's how they want to communicate. And we over communicate where they where they ask for it. You know, we uh, we we do a lot. We we really preach and teach. You know, make the arrival smooth and the, and the whole stay goes smooth. And, and, and that arrival goes smoothly when I think, and I think this is key to customer service and guest experience is homeowner service. So the, the arrival goes smoothly when your homeowner is a partner in that process. And that goes to the decor. It goes to the standards that they own maintain for themselves. It goes to, you know, how do they manage their, you know, their side of the, of the unit to making sure that the unit is in top-notch condition. And then, so we, we teach and preach that story of you're an asset manager, make sure that, make sure the property is in pristine condition so that the guest arrival goes smoothly and then be available to your guest where they want you. You know, you know, Simon said, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat what Simon said, because in, in, in his talk with you, um, 
I think it was Matt, you said it was the smartest thing you heard so far. And I said, I want to be smart too. <laughs> um, but he said, we're going to stay in our property for an entire week. We have really a lot of opportunities to wow them. I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he's saying. He's right. You know, we, we, can, we can wow them on the arrival. We can check in with them mid-stay. You can use technologies, you know, shameless plug to you, Matt, you know, with Explory and the, and the, the Ziva Concierge to allow them to really engage in their market and, and, and enjoy the stay in their market by engaging in activities and services in the market. So you have to layer these things in, find the right touch points for the right guests in the right space and employ the right ones to, uh, to amaze the guests. And I think that's the challenge. You know, you uh, and and yeah, thank you for that, Steve. But uh, and I should tell everybody, you know, about two thirds of the iTrip system, um, Explory has been blessed to to be partnered with today, and and that that number continues to grow, and we're we're thrilled to be part of the success that you guys have had. But you know, you said a couple things there. You know, we've had a couple of partners or people on who have talked about you know homeowner alignment. Right, um, where you talk about being a partner, but you know, if if your homeowner isn't going to help you, know, at some point you're pushing a rope uphill. If the, you know, and I think sometimes we're so scared to fire the client, or in this case, the homeowner, right? But if if they're not aligned, you know, you're really your hands are tied to be able to deliver the guest experience. That, that you're building. And I, I think that's where it's interesting. You mentioned your local franchisees because we do keep going back to this theme that, you know, guest experience, it, it is a, you know, it, it at least it, you can use large technology to deliver it, but it's based locally. And I think as we look at some of these systems that have struggled, it's one thing to grow and say, okay, we have a thousand you know, I'm thinking about a resort collection, like, you know, that, that Steve just bought, you know, we got a thousand that's right here in Panama city beach, but it's another, when you see these groups trying to grow nationally to 60, 70 markets. And I think that is where you guys have a little bit of a, an advantage because you do, you have that national, but you've got people who are focused on that local guest experience. And it does change if I'm staying at a high end property in park city to maybe, you know, uh, a less expensive property, you know, maybe in Branson, Missouri. Yeah, but everybody goes to those markets with an expectation, right? And so, yeah, we, That's we right. have 85 franchisees and about 110 different destinations. And, and we're growing into the UK and into the islands in the next, you know, 18 months. And so we're going to keep that growth, but we're always going to have a local owner operator. It's one of the keys if you buy a franchise from us, you must live in that market or you must hire a professional manager that lives in the market. And I'd say 95% of the, the franchisees are owner operators and live in the market. And, and, and that's a key differentiator, we think, for us, you know, again, against some of the larger folks is that they're not, they're not hired guns, they're not property, man, you know, they're, they're not employees, they're owner operators. No one cares for the property, the owner's property like an owner. No one cares about your business and the delivery of your business for a guest like the owner. And so our, our owner operators live in that market, know that market, know the providers in the market, they work with the local community uh, to ensure that you present your community to travelers in a very positive way. And, and, and I think the key, the key it is, is to take the technique, all the technology is awesome, right? And because you want to make that, 
that delivery of experience look effortless, right? So it's not, right? It's the duck paddling in the pond. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Things happen, you know, there, there's, you know, storms happen. Technology sometimes doesn't go the way you want it to do. The automations, the automations and the efficiencies of your operations are what technology solves, but it's still about people. And so, you know, it's about the, you know, the mm -hmm. guests and their needs. It's about the, the, the property manager and how that property manager, you know, is engaging to that guest. It's about the homeowner understanding that, you know, that, that, that whole ecosystem is about people and meeting their needs. And when we do that, we do that well. It's, it's about having your face to the customer and then using your automation to look at, make it look effortless. And that's kind of how we try to try to focus the business because we lose touch of, you know, it's always local stupid. And it's always about people. And it's really simple. If this was hard, you know, a lot of us would be doing something else. You know, this is this is about just consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brian, you talk a lot about that, right? And we keep hammering on it. You know, when people talk about, well, I'm going up against, you know, the cost there, I'm going up against. But, but a lot of times, you know, the advantage you have as a property manager is, like, you know, nobody knows this market like you do. Tell them where to go sit and have a coffee and watch the sunrise. Like, it doesn't even have to be things you're monetizing. And sometimes we make that mistake as well, where we think, okay, guest experience, it's going to take work, so I have to monetize it. But but we don't realize you are monetized. Just by making it better, you're monetizing it through more direct bookings, higher ADR, you know, uh, better guest loyalty. So, you know, you've got to use that to your advantage, some of these local operators, because that is the advantage you've got over a booking.com or an Airbnb. I mean, they're, they're not they're not there. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting listening to Steve. And I do love the concept of franchise for multiple reasons and, and some of the stuff that you guys are doing. Steve, you know, some of it is that you guys are building an infrastructure for property managers to use. I think in the past, one of the issues that we had as an industry was guidance teaching. And I think we spoke about it pretty significantly with Simon as well, and possibly with Will, but was, you know, we don't have proper education for our property managers. They're coming into a very complicated field. And in the past, they didn't have any support because we didn't have companies like iTrip that could support property managers in general from a technology standpoint or from a training perspective. And then being able to translate that into you know, how to execute guest experience and, and operations in their vacation homes. Then yeah, taking totally. that and, and expanding that to being able to offer products in local market. I think one of the things that iTrip gives their property managers is the ability to have a national or even international brand and support, but be hyper, hyper local focused by being able to provide, you know, area information and, and local area contacts and being able to execute that on a local level. And so you've almost got like a hybrid there where you've got a, a big conglomerate that can give you an execute on branding and how to work with your guests. And then on the local level, you've got a property manager that can represent that brand properly. And that to me is, it's impressive. I think it's very difficult to execute. And I think you guys are doing it extremely well. When you guys look at guest experience and monetizing guest experience, 
you know, Matt's touched on it briefly on offering it well uh, and, and getting guests to return. You know, they have the confidence to book with you guys again. But are you guys looking at guest experience and monetizing things like activities and and incorporating that into your business model? We do. So we have. So we work with Explory in in two thirds of our markets. But we have. You know, we also have local. You know, our local operators are working with you know small small other areas where maybe Matt is isn't, but they work with the local restaurants and the you know the other service providers there. So we we do a lot of of in room notification of 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 things to do because you know people are coming to stay in a very nice unit, but they're uh, but they're also coming to stay for an experience, right? They're coming for a purpose. You know, they're coming to to enjoy and vacate and relax, right? They all have their ideal and what what's in their head. So again, we try to communicate and find out what their, their purpose for arriving is, and then you know. They walk in the room and they have, you know, starter packs for what they need. They have information on what to do in the area, uh, and they have immediate contact to the property manager for any need that comes up while they're there. So you have to deliver on the basics, and then, and then deliver on the, uh, you know, for the ongoing stay. Many guests just want to get there and be left alone, right? And many, and, and some guests want to be guided in their way, and you have to understand when to when to engage and when to leave them alone, because there's no one answer for that. That's you right. know, um, that, Steve, that, what, that again Steve, comes down to uh, local level uh, communication strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it depends on your destination as well. Like we know in Orlando that we're probably not going to have a lot of communication with the guests because typically they arrive at their home pretty late. Uh, and then the next day they're already at the Disney park. So communication with the guests seems to be it, it lacks, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. So it's understanding the guest and the home and the destination uh, and be able to have a strategy overall. Sorry, I cut you off there, Matt. What were you going to say? No, no, no. It's exactly. You know, and that's something that I'd love to hear, you know, Steve, you know, you're dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs. I don't know. You said, I think 85 or 89, you know, individual franchisees running. So, you know, as you, as you well know, you know, sometimes um, the um, the you know the entrepreneur, what makes them great, can also be you know their downfall, which is you know they kind of want to control everything. And you know, even being I imagine with iTrip and now, you know, part of uh, part of the group that GSC um, or Inhabit IQ is kind of building. You know, I'm sure there is this, you know, this constant battle of, you know, what do you own? What do you build? What do you do yourself? And what do you, what do you outsource? And, you know, as we talk, you know, with Explory and our partnership, you know, obviously that's an area that you guys, you know, feel, feel is best outsourced. But how, how do you do that? Because we do talk a lot on this show, this podcast about, you know, understanding what you want to be, understanding what then you've got to do, but then also understanding what you can't do by yourself and you need to find good partners, but, but some stuff can be done in-house. So walk us through just kind of some of the internal thoughts on that, that you guys go through at iTrip. So it's kind of funny because you mentioned, you know, that, that our franchisees are entrepreneurs and they all are, and they're all very, they're a firm-minded, you know, they own their business, right? I don't control their day-to-day of their business. They're in charge of their business. We have standards that, that we require to be followed. 
Uh, and what's great about it is because they're so they're all so firm minded in how they want to operate. They also they also get together. So we 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 really encourage a collaboration between our franchisees. So we they meet independent of us. We meet with them. We've got ops councils and tech councils and advisory councils. And we as a group of entrepreneurs decide where the business is going to do go. What technology do we need to employ? You know, is it something we have time and energy to build? Do we have the resources to build? Do we need to, to engage outside? The great thing about Inhabit now that we're part of that group is we have a larger pool of technology providers that are in the family, if you will, from you know Blue Tent and Streamline and Rental Guardian and Lindbrook and you know the whole series of service providers that can that can assist us that I didn't have in in, in the past that we can engage and provide best in class services. And, and so I, I think we look at it, you know, both from inhabit all the way down to the bottom of where is the best use of the resource? Is it a hands-on needs to be in the franchisee's hands, needs to be in the operator's hands to solve this problem? Or can we go to a third party and integrate uh, and find better data, data quality to get to inform us on guests and what's going on in the market price appropriately, you know, you know, experience, uh, you know, and activities, you know, where, where are our expertise, where does it stop and where does it start in the family of IIQ? And then where is it outside of that? Do we need to integrate it? So we have those discussions regularly, you know, between all the inhabit brands, we have it internally just within the iTrip brand and, and the collaboration and the mind share that we get, from all of those resources just kind of gives us a leg up with a lot of folks because we're we've got a lot of smart people who have gone down a lot of path the sharing of how did i solve problem x um versus doing it all on your own you know that we talk about you know the business is local and it is but when you're the one-armed local local guy trying to do it all it's tough you know and so that's where our national scale and you know for us anyway you know, the national approach and the, the larger set of resources comes in play. Mm. I love it. Yeah, to, to, um, you know, Brian, and you may not know, but, you know, one of the things we've talked now, and Brian, you, you, you're always, you know, hammering on data because I do think our industry still is, is in that infancy of data, right? Where I feel like we're kind of still going through that. We need data. I got to collect all this data without really an idea of how am I using it? How am I storing it? Um, you know, and so almost, you know, for what purpose, but, you know, Steve, you've mentioned it a couple of times and I, I should mention that, you know, I think the majority now of the iTrips that, uh, that partner with Explory have got the new Ziva, the Explory enabled voice assistants, the virtual concierge in the rooms. But, you know, iTrip is going to be one of the first, I think is going to be the first property management system where what we're calling operational APIs are being built to because they've been so focused on storing this data in their property management systems so that, you know, if you change the information on the hot tub or on the grill inside the property management system, it can also change how devices such as Ziva are talking to guests in the units. But, you know, as you and I harp on, Brian, that requires that, you know, that you be clean with your data and that you have a place to store it and, um, and that you've got partners who have, 
got access to that because the data is only good, you know, Brian, if you can leverage it. Right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're so yeah, so that's one of the things we're excited to be rolling out here very quickly is that that bi-directional communication to to Ziva. So Ziva's always up to date on what the unit what the unit can provide and what the services are that are available to the guest and is personalized to that guest. Uh, we're doing something similar with a, a third-party cleaning app. We have our own. We've had one. We built one years and years ago, but we we've recently embraced the third party that has some pretty phenomenal technology, and we're going to enable it so that there's real-time clean status updates so that our guest services folks know when when that unit is clean so we can move somebody into the unit sooner rather than later, right? On high turn days, you know, the when you have a 100-plus units and they're all turning over on the same day, you know, you've got guests piling up and you want to get guests in their unit because they want to get to the beach or they want to get to the, uh, you know, the attractions or to the ski slopes, you know, whatever, whatever the market brings to them. They don't want to be sitting in their car driving around doing other stuff. If they have to do that, we pitch them an explorey uh, experience for the day and say, hey, we're sorry we're late, but here, you know, here's something you can do uh, to, to offset that. But we also want to be able to efficiently manage the business to get folks into their units. And so, you know, tying technology back into, you know, the arrival process in a real-time way helps us do that more efficiently. And so, again, it's about having our face to the customer using technology to leverage to, you know, to leverage the experience to make it look easy, right? We want to make it look like, you know, everything's working. And, and we're not perfect at it, right? Nobody is. And you know, we have lots of opportunities to, to, uh, to do better. And, but it, it's something that if you, if you work at it, you can, you can make it work. Yeah. yeah. I, think uh, it, I, think, uh, I, I think that's good advice. It is, especially coming from a data guy. I don't know if a, a lot of people know, but uh, Steve is, loves data. Uh, he loves looking into data. So I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with and how you start using data, especially with some of the technology that you guys seem to be implementing inside of iTrip. And what we try, so it's funny because I do nerd out on the data a lot. I try to, <laughs> I look for, I look for those trends <laughs> to figure out what's, what's going on so we can kind of better prognosticate what's needed. What we try to do though is to not make our, our property managers, our franchisees do that because I want my franchisees to have their face to the customer. And I remember when I first got in this industry and it's, I've been in, I won't say when it was, but it was a long time ago, BC before really computers. <laughs> um, <laughs> there were back, back in the day when you printed tape charts and, and, and a lot of stuff wasn't connected. And I remember can, working on, I was, in, I was a technology guy back then and I was, I was connecting up a, an office for the first time to the uh, to the central office system and the and I was standing there with Joanne Saucier. She's uh, probably one of the best operators out there. She's one of those mentors that you know she knows operations like no one does and knows this business. And and the the property manager asked her, well, what do we do if the system goes down because they never had a system? What do we do if the technology fails us and there's a guest standing here? And she just calmly looked at him and said take their money and give them a key and we'll deal with the rest. It's, it's really that easy <laughs> at the end of the day. You, yeah. you know, get them checked in, settle them down, solve the technology problems later. So we don't, we, we love technology, but we don't want technology to run the business. We want, we want, people to run the business and to interact with people in the way they want to be interacted with. That is such a good point. You know, so many people are, and, and I think we've brought this up again, Matt, is so many people are fixated on just implementing new technology, implementing new technology. 
And at the very core of everything, there's there's very few things that we need to do really well. One is communicate well with your guests, meet yeah. the expectation of the guests when they arrive at the property and let them have some fun uh, and then worry about everything else. Just as soon as the guest walks through the house, if they see a clean house and it's well represented, you've met their expectation. Everything else is fluff. Well, and I, don't need that expectation on that arrival, Brian. Get yeah. a cleaner over there and solve it right away. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be responsive. Okay. So give us the top three things that you would say in order to be a successful property manager, Steve, that I think people should should consider doing before doing absolutely anything else. Oh, that's now loading you on the spot. Yeah, that's uh so I, I think again, I think you need to set an expectation of what you're gonna provide. And I think you need to provide it when you fail at providing it. You 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 admit it. Because you're human, this is a people business, and you get there and you solve it. Um, guests on reviews will forget that that you had a problem if you if you went in there and you were a hero and solved the problem. So I, I, it's it's really about focusing on the fact that this is a people thing, right? This isn't a technology thing. It's not a room thing. It's not a unit thing. It's about people and people's dreams. Everybody's coming. They all have visions about what they're going to do. No matter where you are in life, again, whether you're you know, you can afford Uber luxury or you're looking for just a basic a basic unit. Everybody's stretching that dollar to get that dream vacation or to get that dream getaway to, to meet a need they have. Mm -hmm. And when you remember that you're, you're working towards that, that's your business, right? That's what we do. We're, we're, some of us are technologists and some of us are, you know, pool cleaners and, and guest service people and all the other components that make up this business. But at the end of the day, we're hospitality people. And when we forget that, we, we, we forget the business, right? That's the business. It's really simple. Give them their key, get yeah. them in. That's what we do. And, and, and we'll fail, but you can, but you can, re it's, it's in how you fail and how you recovery. I think that, uh, that, that makes the difference. And it's, and I think you have to have your eye on people. And so when I talk about intention, your intention is to wow. Your intention is to provide a service to that guest that they feel special. I mean, it's you hear it in a lot of industries, but it's just so true because you're when you're talking about a vacation, when you're talking about your getaway, your dream trip, you know, it, it's so much even more important, right? Because people don't want those ever ruined. They, that they're building a memory for their family, and you have to do it right. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think that's so key. We, I think, a great place to kind of wrap up you know brian i think i because you know you, what we're really both i think what i heard from both you guys is there's really a misunderstanding i think in our industry uh, of some of what technology is supposed to be doing and steve said it a couple times it's supposed to make it look easy but i think a lot of people think oh i get you know i'm just going to get this unbelievable tech stack and it's just going to do my business that's not that then you're probably in the wrong business, right? If you want to build a platform um, that people, you know, buyers and sellers come to a true tech platform where you don't touch it, you know, then that's not hospitality. Hospitality is always going to be a little bit about people. Uh, you know, Steve, maybe to wrap it all up then as an industry, where do we go? Like, where do we need to focus most on the guest experience, like what is the next step? Is it, you know, uh, to get to the next level? Is it, is it, is it data? Is it, you know, where, 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 where can we improve most? Where do you see us going? 
you know, um, and how do, how do we get there? Yeah, you know, that's tough. Um, I, I think that, I think communication is the key. And, and so we talk about OTAs and how do we deal with guests coming from OTAs, you know, and there's some restrictions on how we can communicate until they're in-house, but it's having the services, opening those lines of communication, having guest books in the unit, if that's what's needed, having a, a how do you communicate and get concierge services? How do you do automation of those? It's about opening the channel of communication for the guests to the property manager to make sure that the needs are being met. And I think as it, that, that means SMS, it means you know advanced communications prior to arrival, it means being accurate in the descriptions and delivering on the promise. It's all those things we talked about. So it's communicating those needs and being available to the guests to satisfy their needs and then get out of their way and let them have, their, have a great stay. Uh, I, I think as an industry, we're never going to, you know, as individual property managers, we're never going to grab every guest and, and drive 100% of our own business. The, 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 the larger OTAs are here to stay, but it doesn't mean we can't, we can't provide the same service to everybody if we're attentive to the guests at, their, at the arrival point and, and during the stay. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I yeah, really enjoyed good, today. Good Hope to have you back again, Steve, so you can tell us a little bit more on the progress of iTrip and how you guys are expanding. If people want to find out more about iTrip and becoming uh, part of your franchise, how do they do that? How do they get in contact with you or your team? Hey, I appreciate the, the question. Uh, anybody that's interested in more about what iTrip's all about, if you went to iTripFranchise.com, you can download a guidebook on what is iTrip and what the iTrip difference is. You can get communication with our franchise sales team. They can you know, describe the opportunity to you and guide you through a very, very clean process that just takes you through to understand what the business is about. We, we love to interact with the people that come through there. They're very highly selective. We're highly selective. We make sure that we bring the right folks to the table uh, to bring these kind of services we're talking about to, uh, to, to travelers. Amazing. Great. Well, th yeah, thanks again, Steve. And um, we Thank look forward guys. to having you back. Um, yeah, we, we appreciate the time today. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali. And Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.